This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. All right, welcome back, listeners, to College Dame Day. It's season two. And although we are struggling with not having all of Husker football this year, um, we are thankful we still have a little bit of football going on. And so we'll have a little bit of a topic of conversation about past games and then upcoming games for the conferences that are playing. Um, But in the true spirit of 2020, of everything going wrong, uh, the big news, obviously, the Big Ten is still trying to figure out what is going on. So Let's hop into this topic. It's a pretty fiercely debated. I feel like it's on the news every day. And again, we still have no direction. So what are you guys' thoughts about the whole debacle that is the lack of leadership in the Big Ten? First of all, like I have said since this whole COVID thing started, that it's not lives versus it's lives versus lives. And this whole like shutdown thing is not sustainable. And I think when Scott Frost did his press conference, like when he started talking about all those people that are going to lose jobs from there not being like football this fall, um, all the layoffs that a lot of Big Ten colleges and universities had to do already, like those are like families and parents that are losing their jobs. Those are kids that won't have food on the table. Like there is no reason not to have football with the testing that we have now and just all of the resources. There's no excuse not to. And like I understand that there are some people that are dying of COVID. Like I, I fully understand that. And that's really sad, but like, that's how it is. Like there's the flu every year that kills like elderly and small children. Like that's just how it is. And those people need to stay at home and they need to quarantine and everyone else needs to go about their business because it's not sustainable for everyone to stay at home and know about their lives for the economy or for anything. So it's, and honestly, people are dying from the whole COVID thing, not from the actual illness, but from everything being shut down. You think about all those like poor old people in nursing homes that don't have any family visiting them that are like sad and depressed and die from that. Like it's, ugh, I, suicides, I just, it upsets me. Well, I'm going to turn this in a slightly <laughs> less political direction. Um, I didn't mention I think, politics at all. Okay. Well, <laughs> what my big issue is, this is highlighting just the need that we have for there to be a central governing body for college football. Because the five Power Five conferences and their commissioners clearly do not work together. The thing is, back in March, the NCAA shut down March Madness, the basketball tournament was canceled. Whether that was right or wrong, it was a clear decision and every school was, you know, looking at the same option, which was you're not going to play. What we have now is a complete mess because you have two conferences that have decided we're not going to play or we're postponing or whatever. And then you have three that are moving forward. Like there's just no central leadership. And I think it's been an issue for a long time, but it's like highlighting how bad (laughs) this is for college football. We just need like, you know, a unanimous decision on whether all the teams are going to play or none of the teams are going to play. And I think the, the thing about the big 10 that to play at the same time, 
Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they either need to cancel it or they need to postpone it or they need to like, you know, go ahead and play the normal fall season. But what they don't need to do is let each conference decide what they're going to do and then split up and try to like, you know, go in all of these different directions. It's just, it's a mess. And I think the reason the Big Ten is getting such a backlash is because from the beginning, the Pac-12, like you knew they weren't going to play. Like they never pretended like they were considering playing. The Big Ten was like, we're going to play conference only. And then they put out their schedule. And then it's like, it's like a parent, like promising a child, like you can have dessert after dinner if you eat it all. So like all of these schools are complying with all of the regulations and the, you know, health precautions. And then at the last minute, the Big Ten, like, jerks it away and is like, oh, no dessert for you. Never mind. Like we lied. Like, you know what I mean? I think that's why there's so much backlash is because people feel like they've been misled. Um, I don't know. And I also have an issue with the Big Ten saying it's not safe to play football, but it is safe to have our students on campus in classes. That's just, to me, that's hypocrisy. Like these football players are, they have access to the best medical care. They're getting tested like, you know, three and four times a week. They, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, there's no way that it's safer for students to be back on campus than it is for football players to play football. And so I just feel like there's a lot of, you know, double talk. There's a lot of like misleading, like information that, you know, has been communicated. Um, and honestly, Kevin Warren is like a joke. I mean, his one job is to communicate and he can't do that. So I'm not really sure why he's the commissioner. I think we kind of noticed a lack of communication amongst not only the commissioner, but then the presidents, the chancellors to the coaches. It seems like it is truly just a mess. I, the problem that Big Ten, Big Ten ran into is that they played their hand too soon. Um, I, my understanding is they probably thought at the time that the ACC would follow suit. Maybe that would put pressure on the SEC also um, pulling out haha, of um, the game. <laughs> but the ACC did not. The SEC is still playing. And the problem with the Big Ten is, is that they said way too soon we're not going to play. Yeah, and Had they the said, let's that? just. They, they just want to be the leaders and not followers. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I really think right. that's what it is. I think they thought we have enough influence to get mm-hmm. the Pac-12 and then all these other conferences will follow us because, you know, we're elite and everyone, you know, looks up to us. And I think they are just showing how little they understand the SEC for one. The SEC would never cancel no. this football season. They yeah. were never were going to. I don't know who thought they would, you know, but I I do think that's kind well, of Dad what did. through their minds. Dad did? <laughs> yeah, Dad thought there would be no college football at all this fall. Like he said yeah. it a bunch of times. And well, but because he, he does think it's political. But anyway, um, I understand is why they wouldn't release. Because, like, when it first, the vote first happened, everyone was saying just like Nebraska and Iowa voted to play and everybody else voted not to. And then, um, then there was, like, lawsuits filed and, like, poor Justin Fields gets on, like, social media and is, like, begging to play. And, like, mm-hmm. um, and, and, like with the, with people like with their lawsuits and stuff with Cameron, he, he like wouldn't respond. He like wouldn't release statements. He like went into a hole hiding and wouldn't like, and, and then it came out later that it was just three teams that voted to play. Cause at one point someone was saying every single team 
did vote to play. It was like unanimous except for Michigan or something. But like, why didn't he release a statement saying, no, only three teams. It was like, he didn't want to release anything or like let anything out. And so we're all just like sitting here wondering why, if all these teams said that they voted, you know, why aren't we playing? And he wouldn't say anything and people are filing lawsuits and it's like still no response from like, I just don't understand why he did that. Like say, this is what happened. Nobody, you know, only three teams voted. Well, I, th- I think the confusion came, too, because um, it, it, essentially there were presidents and chancellors saying there wasn't a vote. Like, we didn't vote on this. Like, and so everyone thought, you know, Kevin Warren was just making up the vote. Come to find out, they actually did vote. And so these presidents and chancellors lied about it. Obviously, it came there out now were. it was 11 yeah, to 3. Well, and I, but well, like, I don't that, understand that. He yeah, would have looked so much heard, better if he'd have come out and said, no, this was the vote. Like from the beginning, right away, when people started asking questions, this was the vote. These are the schools that did and didn't. And then like his butt would have been covered. But he exactly. looks like an idiot now, too. Well, what I heard, and this is all hearsay, obviously, is that when the presidents voted, they technically are not allowed to vote on that sort of thing without approval from their like board of trustees. And so they were trying to cover their butts, basically, because they didn't have the authority to go in and vote without getting prior approval. Um, And so it was this big mess of like, okay, we can't say that we had a vote because we didn't have the authority to have the vote. But then it's like they still wanted to move forward, you know, with the results of that vote and not have to go back and like say that they had done that. You know, Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that is kind of the news that is, you know, going around Twitter and that sort of thing. Yeah. And obviously it came out too that the, um, the three schools that wanted to play, um, Ohio state, Nebraska, and Iowa didn't think we'd be in a league with, um, saying that we're allies with them, but, uh, it sounds like we, we three want to play. Um, I think the other thing that bothers me too is, you know, you see even as late as yesterday scrolling on ESPN, the Jim Harbaugh is like, yeah, I've totally like, you know, emailed and texted, the president or the chancellor, and I just haven't heard back. So you know there's not communication flowing either. I mean, these coaches want to play. The kids want to play. And so I don't know why it's like these people in these lofty positions that are so out of touch that think they can make these decisions. Um, but it's, it's just kind of – it's frustrating. Um, and the same thing, like you said, Megan, where they're like, but, you know, we do want the revenue from school because they understand the revenue from school. Right. Um, but the happens. revenue from football, like, floats yeah. their school. That's yeah. what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But here's and, like, the, the deal. like, the cities are losing – like, the states here's and the, the cities deal. are losing – Yeah. So they are going to lose revenue on football because they can only fill their stadiums to, like, what, 20% capacity? And they have to fork out all of that money for all of the testing and the medical supplies that they're going to need to keep these players safe. And I think – Like, it's fine for the universities to take money and make money on the backs of these college players, you know, during a normal year. But when the script is flipped and suddenly these players need the universities to pony up and, like, support their careers, the universities don't want to do it. And that's where I'm having a problem with, like, if it's safe to have students on campus and you can, you know, make money off that, like, then it's safe to have football and just call it what it is. You don't want to spend the money on keeping them safe. Don't they still have to pay like all the scholarships and like all the like fees, like associated with the sports, except for like the traveling to games and stuff like that. Because to me, you're still going to make money. Even if you're only selling a portion of your tickets 
of your stadium, you're still going to make money on college football. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, I would assume that you would make a little bit of money on it, but I don't know how much all of the testing supplies cost. Okay, but you still have to like test them now because they're 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 practicing and stuff um so it's like wouldn't it still be like either a losing money on it or b making a little wouldn't you still want to like make a little yeah I mean I don't know I do think that is a money issue and I mean it may be a money and a hassle issue like you know and it may be a political issue I don't know but I do think it's a lot of right but people would pay more right that's true. That's true. And I think that's what the SEC is doing. They're like, hey, it's totally worth it for us to do this because, you know, the southern states, like, live and breathe college football. So, you know, they're going to go for it. But Like Ohio State would – I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of us would, too. Like, double the ticket prices if only half right. the people can come in. Right. And there you go. Problem solved. Like, right. But that's why those presidents voted to do that. Okay. But, I like, I still I, – I guess, like, yeah, if you think of, like – like Rutgers know, maybe Rutgers isn't going to make a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, here's no the thing. Then they don't, like, have to play. Most college football teams still can make, I mean, yeah, nobody's going to pay double or triple the price to go see Rutgers. But yeah. I still think even, like, the Purdue's and the, like, I don't know, the middle-of-the-road schools, I still think they would. Yeah. <laughs> Just disagree with that. No, I don't disagree, but I, I don't know what's going through their heads. I'm just, like, throwing out ideas of yeah. what might be going through their heads. Um, I'm speculating wildly. Well, let's bring it back to the one consistent thing here. Nebraska, from the beginning, has been the only school that has been on the same page with the chancellor, the president, the coach, the team. And we took so much flack. People said, oh, we want to leave the Big Ten. Oh, we want to play at all costs. And sure enough, now it comes out that some other teams want to play. Other conferences are looking at us that we should play. Schools now in the Big Ten are organizing rallies saying they want to play. And so I would just like to put out there that thank you, Nebraska. Whether you agree or disagree with the decision, they have been communicating. They've been consistent in their messaging. Um, And I... I appreciate that. And, you know, our lovely friend that we all want to talk about, Mr. Desmond Howard, out there giving us crap from the beginning when, sure enough, you know that his uh, – well, I guess he didn't play for him, but the the coach for Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, wants to play now too. And I yeah. think it really irritated me because on, on college game day, he came out and essentially was like, you know, I, I still don't think, you know, these – He said we need to playing. apologize. Well, Yes. One. Yeah, he said that right after, right after the. That was the very yeah. beginning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was totally out of line. Like number one, who cares what Desmond Howard thinks right. about? Like he's not the commissioner. He doesn't have any authority. Like, and who cares about his opinion? Right. He's like wrong all the time about everything. Number mm-hmm. two, you know, he called out Nebraska. Well, how about all of these SEC teams that want to play? How about all of right. these ACC teams that are moving forward playing? Like they're doing the wrong thing because they want to play football and they want to like give those kids a chance, you know, to have a season and to boost their like career options in the future. Like I just think it was so out of line what he said. And now that all of these other teams have like come out and said, you know, oh, we want to play too. 
oh, suddenly all of that backlash has really died down quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was really glad when Urban Meyer, like, stuck up for Scott and Ryan Day for saying that, like, they wanted to play because he was like, you like, what kind of coach are you if you're not going to stick up for your players? Because Scott Frost was like, what am I supposed to do with them? Like, send them home? Or, like, he was like, they're this a controlled environment where they're getting, like, the best care and the best testing and all that stuff on the regular. He, he was like, you know, they're in better hands here. And, um, Urban Meyer was just like that, like, what kind of coach are you if you're not going to stick up for your players to play and give them a chance this fall? Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that was kind of like, cause he said that he released that right after Desmond. And I think that was like a stick. And I mean, I know mm-hmm. Ohio state and Michigan don't need anything else to like, you know, fight yeah. over, but like, <laughs> I think that was like a definite, like stick to Desmond for what he said. He's yeah. just such an idiot. Like, oh yeah, my he gosh. Really is. Okay. Speaking of that, Laura, you were talking about him saying something on game day this past week, I think. Right. And so this also like, <laughs> I feel like everything he does rubs me the wrong way, but he essentially came out and was like, you know, I really still don't agree with like teams playing and I don't think it's the right decision, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, you're sitting here collecting a paycheck <laughs> because they are playing. I'm like, you know what? If you really want to protest, don't show up and, and you know, be on college game day. Just don't. Like, it, it's such a two, like, he's such a two-faced person that, like, it bothers me so much. I'm like, you're literally complaining about the, what's signing your paychecks and you're showing up for that job. Yeah. So I'm... I just, I cannot with him. He drives me crazy. He drives me crazy too. And the fact that he's a Michigan grad just does not help at all. But did you hear what he said on college game day? Um, They were talking about who they thought the four teams would be that would make it to the playoffs this year. Like, um, you know, with just the the conferences right now that are playing, so the ACC and the SEC and the um, Big 12 and then all of the, you know, group of five conferences or whatever. Do you know who he picked? To be his fourth team in the playoff? Probably someone that's, like, not playing. <laughs> no, close. He picked Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay. That's all you need to know about Desmond Should've right there. Fun. Yeah. Okay. Lee Corso is... Uh... <laughs> I know, it's like, <laughs> move over, Lee Corso. Lee <laughs> yeah. got tenure after that. What the heck? Yeah, he, anyways, it was just, and like you said, I think overall what's most annoying is that we got so much flack from the beginning when we have been the only team that has been consistent in exactly what we want to do. And now you're seeing everyone else following suit. And now everything, like Megan said, it's kind of just fallen away. Yeah, you can't be surprised at us for doing, I mean, like so much of our economy in Nebraska, like Lincoln, like Mm -hmm. so much depends on college football. We don't have professional team. Like, so it's no surprise that you know, Bill, like everybody, like what their decision was, but like, I don't know, teams that don't have that, they don't understand, like they just don't get it. And like Desmond's yeah. in that group just yeah. don't understand. I'm so glad. Very that strongly worded letter. Laura, do you remember when we went to um, game day in Lincoln and we, I covered Desmond's face with my hands on the bus? <laughs> that, that'll show him. That will. I'm going to tag him in that picture. And That's right. Face. Right. Um, and I think <laughs> something else kind of funny, not to get too political, but obviously we have to because politicians are getting involved here. Um, obviously, the story of, you know, Trump having the the discussion with Kevin Warren. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite thing of that is like there was like no attempt to contact the Pac-12 because no one cares about them. Um, and so 
I just think it's like super funny. Tweeted like Donald Trump on a call right now with Big Ten, and then it was like later it was like as of now the Pac-12 has not been contacted. (laughs) Yeah, they are still waiting for their call. Yeah, I mean, and obviously too. I mean, Trump you know, knows which states are going to go red and blue. So it's not a big surprise from a, you know, strategic standpoint that the Pac-12 is not getting the call. And also their football is not that great. But I thought it was pretty funny. Megan, you also found that there were some other politics involved going on. Yeah, well, today there were a group of politicians who sent um, Kevin Warren a petition and asking him to reconsider the decision. It'll, it's interesting Hold because up. one of is it does he have the power to just be like no. okay the teams that want to play can play or like we don't need no. a like what as far as what I understand is they the Big Ten has to have I think it's like a sixty percent majority yeah um, to move forward and so that would be nine of the fourteen teams and right now there's seven teams that are so willing it's to not play. even him honestly no. yeah, he can no. be like the majority whip and he can get the people yes. in line. Or he can communicate openly so people know what's going on. Right. And his job is to get the presidents to work together and come up with a solution that is, like, you know, acceptable to everyone. So I just don't understand why he has that job because he obviously can't do that and he sucks at communicating. That's, like, the essence of his job. Yeah, but his I do feel like he is a mediator. Like, he's supposed to get them to together and he's not like it's like a bunch of kids running wild you know while but, the mom and dad but are if everyone puts pressure on like the chancellors and like the people in charge that's where like we don't even need kevin like we can bypass him if we just get nine <laughs> of the team, you know what i mean like yeah. screw him he sucks just forget about him let's get like because wasn't there seven don't we need two more because like minnesota changed and um yeah. so we just need two more right just like yeah have I don't know, have like the football coaches or something be like, hey, you're not getting like a paycheck anymore if you don't <laughs> play. I don't know. <laughs> like the football program should have that much say because they bring in so much money, especially at yeah. these big schools. Like, yeah. yeah, you might not get records or whatever, but like Michigan, come on. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's just so there's so many factors, I think, and so much like of it is politics in like the broad sense. You know what I mean? It's like the presidents and the chancellors and the governor of the state, because I know like in Michigan, one of the issues is the governor has said no sports. And so I don't know if that's factoring into some of this. But the too, governor like, isn't in, um, in charge of the like universities. He's not on that board. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm saying, I think there's a lot of different like factors and there's a lot of pressure from different sides. And so I'm not really sure what's going on, but I'm really hoping we can swing two more universities and make this season happen. So fingers because crossed. Because at this point, like, what's even the point of having a gen- – like, because the playoffs happen. That's not going to happen. A postponed season is just a canceled season. Yeah. So you think I mean, that it doesn't happen in the fall, that, like, when they I say it'll start in January, that it just won't start? What's going to be different in January? It's going to be Look, even worse. I'm, I mean, I'm, here's I'm what we know now. It is, but they, I'm saying what's the point of playing even when you've already missed the playoffs? Like what? Well, that's why, exactly it. I'm like, they're dangling you, it out there. They're because they don't want to tell people it's canceled. They want to say, oh, no, no, but we will play a spring. But you know, when spring rolls around, like there's no way in my mind, there's I don't think there's spring. any way you have a spring season. I mean, here's, here's what we know. He, the options on the table were October, which seems like that's passed now that we can't get the majority of the teams. 
So now it's sounding like November or the other option that they threw out there, which is a spring season. And for football, that is just a carrot they want to dangle because they don't have the guts to tell them that we're canceling the season. There is no way we are playing football in the spring when almost all of these schools are going to have frigid temperatures. Postponing volleyball to the spring, absolutely. That can totally happen. You could have seasons that run almost concurrently. It doesn't affect things like the NFL draft. But you can't have guys that are going to get injured in spring season then not be able to play in fall because of the turnaround. Like, well, you can't, you can't not gonna have happen. a spring season and a fall season. So if you don't, if you have a spring season now, then you're saying basically there won't right. be football for the next two falls because there's yes. no way you can turn around and have two seasons in one year. Like that can't happen. Or it's going to be like a super, super short season. And the like the whole thing is they would be starting their season like at the same time that the national championship is being played. That's what so I'm like, saying. You tell me that, that that's not a complete like morale crusher. And honestly, right? like if I'm if I'm like uh, I don't know, like maybe into the playoffs that like a Big Ten team would have taken the spot, and so they're like excited about it. But like you can't tell me that the national champion this year isn't going to feel a little bit hollow, not like having Ohio State out there. Yeah. Wisconsin. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. We don't no have. No matter like, what happens. Yeah. No matter what happens, there's always going to be like an asterisk. And next so it's to just like the yeah, national it's like casting a pall on the whole season for everyone because of this. So it's like, I don't know. It's just stupid. It is stupid. So we need everybody. <laughs> we know we have a lot of fans that are not Husker fans, but everyone needs to contact presidents, chancellors, commissioners, protest, rally, whatever. We've got to make the season thing. happen. Rooting and rioting. Um, Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little side note, college game day does not condone that. Okay. Um, I do. I do. <laughs> but if it's effective, we'll sign off on it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so it kind of sounds like, you know, worst case scenario, Big Ten season doesn't happen. There have been some, we'll call it alternate, although not be it good, solutions about maybe who Husker fans should cheer for. Yes. Yeah, Did you guys see those articles? I saw Which, the ESPN one. I didn't see the sporting okay. news one. Okay. Like so I the ESPN now one. I'm not cheering for an SEC team. Just saying. No, 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 no. Well, the ESPN one suggested that we cheer for a Big 12 team. Right. But the and other one. They, when, I, when I read it, I felt like they could not have been more wrong. And they're like, there's like, corn there and we yeah. have corn. Like, no. They're like, I don't think I've ever been to that state and I don't think I've been to that one either. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, no, great. No, the ESPN one picked that we should cheer for Iowa State, didn't they? Right. Yeah, yeah but I'm literally they said that they both have corn. That's legit right. in their proposal. No, but they also said that Iowa State was never a threat to us when we were, like, when we played against them in the Big 12. And so, like, I mean, I completely agree with that point that, like, yeah, if I'm going to, it's, like, going to be someone yeah. that wasn't, like, a threat to, like, you know what I mean? Or, like, uh, Iowa, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The other article, this. 40 news article advised Nebraska fans to cheer for Missouri, which I'm no. like, I thought that one was clearly, stupid. clearly do not understand your audience. No, that, that's why I, I could like Iowa state. Than yeah, I can get, I can maybe kind of get behind Iowa state considering who they're playing Missouri. And no, not so much. I think a lot of Nebraska fans are going to go LSU one, a little bit of bandwagon, I think, but two LSU is always consistently a fan favorite for college world series up here. Um, and so we kind of always have that like strong tie. So I think, I think a lot of fans will go LSU this year. If I had to go SEC, I would pick Georgia though. I know you would. You really like Georgia. You and Amy both like Georgia. 
Uh, and I, I wouldn't yeah, say I really like Georgia. Of SEC, they're one of my least favorite teams. So I'm going to, yes. They're, okay, but their fans fan, are so classy. But no, their fans are annoying. They're, okay. they're very but much, they're, because when I went to college down there, college football was not big at all down there. They sucked. And when I was in college, they started getting good with like Danny Green and all of those guys. And like, it is a bandwagon state. It completely is. So I a, don't have a whole lot of respect for them. But because I live there and because I hate all the other SEC teams so much, I do kind of like cheer for them sometimes by default. Okay. Right. All right. Going back to LSU, Laura, it's interesting that you said that about Husker fans because do you know who is back at LSU as the defensive coordinator? Polini? Yes. Mm-hmm. So Polini. So there is a yep. Nebraska tie. I don't know if it's a good one, but there is a tie there. So. <laughs> there is an interesting one you'll want to watch. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. But yeah, I, I do remember that he was going back. We actually were watching, Michael and I were watching a flashback game last night. And um, actually, Bo Polini is actually playing. He was one of the players. So oh, okay. comes full circle. We were just talking about him. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, well, I don't know. I I will be cheering for Louisville. I will also okay. be cheering for Oklahoma State. We have some ties yeah. to Oklahoma State because of Luke and Autumn. Um, I'm trying to think. Did you see that their game got postponed, though? Yes, I did. Just the Tulsa one, though. Yep, just one game. Yeah. So, And I'll obviously, I will cheer for Georgia Tech, for Jared, and Alabama. Um, I, don't, I, I think Alabama's <laughs> like You're like, I will cheer for Georgia Tech here. and Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> I am predicting that Bama returns with, like, a vengeance this year because whenever they do not have, like, I don't know, like, the best performance, I just feel like that makes you hungrier for next year. Like, our 93 team or whatever, like, after we lost to Florida State and then we came back and then that year we were, like, just so mentally tough and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I just think, like, Bama returns with a vengeance. And then they've got uh, Moses back, don't Mm -hmm. they, on defense? Yeah, they have Najee Harris at running back, too. So they, I mean, they always have a ton of talent. Um, they don't have a quarterback right now because there's not a lot of clarity as to who's going to start. <laughs> but okay, so. when Tua got her, like anyone yeah. could have come in for those snaps no, and I they still that. almost won like how many games. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, I, I just think, I think it's going to be them and Florida in the SEC championship. I this agree year. with Florida for sure, but we don't have Florida to go down that Bama. road. Yes. Watch, watch out for them. Before the season even starts. So if that happens, I really want <laughs> I think Cincinnati is going to go really far this year. So I'm just kidding. I don't know, you guys. I was very impressed with Middle Tennessee. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. South Alabama, they won that road game for the first Come time. Back. So I there really think they might go to the playoffs this year. Um. Well, yeah, let's let's talk about some of the um, other conferences in the way of uh, games that have kind of already happened and looking forward to the upcoming games. We'll do this a little bit of rapid fire um, just because, again, start of the season, we don't have a lot of stuff to go off of yet. Obviously, we have our wonderful preseason rankings that I know all of us put a lot of weight into, <laughs> um, yes. especially when they're still ranking um, Big Ten schools. Right. So, so they I stay guess, in the rankings? Like if, you know. I know. Like I don't know how that's going to work. Like how do people <laughs> yeah. jump over us? And We're still undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Haven't lost. We haven't lost the game yet. So um, it's so dumb. I, I don't know. Anyways, let's let's kind of take a, a flashback and maybe the games that have already been played. 
Um, I find that obviously I'm like willing to watch anything on TV now that's college football. So I'm watching these teams that I've never watched before. Um, But Army played Middle Tennessee. Um, Army looked really strong or Middle Tennessee looked really bad. I don't know. Um, But I thought it was pretty interesting. I like like watching the triple option um, and it was run really well. But I don't know if you guys had any specific thoughts or anything that stuck out to you guys from that game. I mean, just the Army is a good team. I mean, we saw them play last year. Didn't they almost beat Michigan and um, They had some down-to-the-wire games. Yeah, they had a lot of really competitive games with some of these strong schools. And so I think, yeah, they're a good team. I don't know that Middle Tennessee is a real, you know, (laughs) like strong opponent. So who knows? Um, They looked really good, though. So we'll see how, how far Army can go this season. Yeah. I think, too, I, I was texting you guys during this game, um, but one of the leadership from Army, and I don't remember his title, but they were interviewing him, and they were like, oh, were you getting – because Army, essentially, they're not in a conference, and so they had to completely structure, like, their schedule. And so they were talking with him, and they said, you know, were you losing faith as you saw more and more schools drop off your schedule? And, you know, thinking that maybe mm-hmm. you guys weren't going to play. And he was like, no, I knew we were going to play. He's like, I knew I would do anything to make it work. He's like, if a team falls off the schedule, I'd find another one to replace him. He's like, these boys were going to play. And I was like, Ugh, I wish yeah. <laughs> I wish we could have you take over the Big Ten or be one of the chancellors at, you know, one of these other schools in the yeah. Big Ten. But he was just like 100% you knew that from the beginning he was like, we are going to play and we're going to find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it's ridiculous that the Big Ten can't figure it out. Um the other flip side of Army was Navy, who did not look nearly as good. They played uh, BYU last night, um, and BYU pretty much demolished them. Yeah, but, uh, it was really rough. It was very, very rough. And I know they interviewed Navy's head coach, and they hadn't done a ton of like contact playing ahead of time. And he was like, you know what, I still wouldn't change that. I know we got beat, but he's like, I, I thought it was the safest way to prepare. And for me, that stuck out. Is I'm like, you know what? Even if I'm someone on Navy's team, going into the locker room losing, what was it, like 52 to 3 or something, mm-hmm. yeah, that sucks. Like, I played a win, but you know what? Knowing that I got to go to the locker room after 60 minutes of hard-fought playing, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, I would take that every game of a season over not playing at all. Like, yeah. so it ticks me off that some of these Big Ten teams know they suck and they don't want to play because of that. I'm like, that is the biggest weakest uh just the weakest thing to say and so I at least respect Navy they knew they hadn't fully practiced but they still showed up they still played all four quarters and so yeah that also just rubs me the wrong way that Big Ten can't get it together come on Big Ten. Uh, the the hype hype of the week and you saw this highlight all day every day Heisman Heisman candidate already <laughs> um the quarterback <laughs> for Marshall Grant Wells did you guys see like them playing the highlight um, reel like nonstop this week for him? Well, I didn't, but I saw the game, and I mean he did he did look good. But I think you have to take into account their opponent too. You know, it's the same mm-hmm. kind of thing where you're like, well, are is he that amazing? Or yeah, you guys you know, remember Maryland last year? How yes, we were like, oh that's my gosh, exactly Josh what I was going to bring it. <laughs> yes, he's amazing. And, I, and then they played somebody good, and then we beat them. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. so, I mean, it's hard to know. Is it a case of, you know, that kind of a scenario or is he really super talented? I don't know. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll I see. also I agree though. I I was impressed, and again, you've taken into account the caliber of the team they're playing. But he, I still thought he made some really tight throws, threaded the needle a few times. So I was impressed. We'll see how he does um, in future we're games. That Michael. Exact same- <laughs> yeah, we really were. We were like so high on Maryland last season. <laughs> we were good. like, they are a threat in the Big Ten. And well, then, they put up okay, but here's here's the difference. Seven. I'm not saying that Marshall is going to be a threat. I'm just saying I think their quarterback's decent. And again, that's through one game. That's a that's a big difference from saying like Marshall's going to go undefeated. I I don't know about that. Here's the thing: when only a few college football teams are playing, your chances do go up. That does Cincinnati help. has a chance, then Marshall does, yes. too. So yes. You're saying there's a chance. Um, we'll see. Michael is, like, not convinced at all. Michael's, like, he's going to throw three picks next game. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But, yeah, um, yeah Michael, Michael's completely not convinced. Well, I'm, um, like, I'm skeptical. I will say that. We will see how the next several okay. games go. All right. We'll put Probably an asterisk on this one, Marshall. guys. Yes. yes. We'll come back around. Um. I did watch the Southern Alabama game um, just because, again, that was who we played a year ago on, again, just to shout out my wedding, the one-year anniversary this year. And so I did want to watch them. I still think – thank you. Thank you. I, I still think – so, married on a game day, but – Okay, I, and we also need to point out talk. that it was not during the game. In fact, I arranged my wedding time around the game, so – But I did have uh, to take a that shower out. that day, and I normally don't, so – Okay, well, I apologize for the inconvenience. Um, I still thought Southern Alabama looked, I mean, again, good in the relative sense of, you know, who they're playing. Um, And then, Megan, you had made a note. They they were playing Southern Miss, and Southern Miss coach resigned after the game. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way that you're not, not like, already half quit when you resign after the first game. Because it was was close, too. It wasn't like they got blown out and, like, (laughs) got killed. Like, you have to be, like, like already wanting to quit. Something is going on there. I know. That's why I thought it was so interesting. Because I was like, what in the world? I mean, it was a close game. It was competitive, at least. And then I'm like, to go through all of this, like, COVID protocol and get through the summer and practice and all of that stuff, then to resign after the first week. (laughs) His I'm contract like, probably he, is yeah. like you have to at least start the season. He's like, okay, I'm out. One game in, see ya. Yeah, we're his Did wife, it. Like, <laughs> he's like, give me that paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's something I, I'm not sure if there was pressure on him to resign. You know what I mean? Like, if maybe yeah. there was something else going on, but it stuck out to me, so I thought I would just mention it. <laughs> I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> it's like that meme Amy always references. Like, all right, I'm a head out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, again, obviously I probably watched a lot more of these like random games that I would have in the past, but I was still, I still was thankful that we had a little bit of college football. So um, a little bit more of obviously the, the power five conferences, uh, at least a few of them are starting this week. So the ACC and the big 12 um, are both slated to start. Um, and I picked just a couple games I kind of wanted to get you guys' thoughts on our predictions. So the first one is Syracuse versus UNC. Um, not two teams you typically pick that you want to watch, but Megan, you had an interesting note about them. Yeah, I mean, UNC is one of the two ACC schools that is playing football, but they have sent all of their students home. So it's online classes only, preserving the football. 
Big that Ten. That makes more sense. To Why me. don't you? Exactly. Uh, that makes you way take more a little sense. at how they're handling things because I think you could learn something from it. Um, yeah. So I think that does make sense. I mean, the football players are in a bubble. They're protected. They're getting tested constantly. Um, I have never historically been a huge Mac Brown fan, but through this whole pandemic, I've kind of been won over by the way he's just handled the situation. I mean, he's it was his locker room dancing, dancing. Megan. Don't lie. It was yeah. you're right. You're right. My my heart started softening last season after the dance. But yeah, I mean when he wisened had... up and left Texas. That's Yeah, I know it's the Texas connection that I had to get over. Um but he's handled it really well and he's just like, you know, learning like what all this, you know, is and like how to keep the player <laughs> safe and it's just like it's every I feel time like I hear if he gets it him. he's gonna be in danger so he, I hope well, he's right season. right well and he's he's said that too that he is at risk and so he's taking it very seriously but um because of that I am kind of cheering for UNC to be a dark horse in the ACC so I would love to see them upset Clemson um yes we will see but it starts with Syracuse so I'm gonna be cheering for UNC on Saturday well, UNC almost did it last year, so maybe uh, yeah. I know they can do it again. I I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to be like I do think it's his Heisman to lose this year. I I think when you go through like a sophomore slump, kind of like he did, it wasn't even like a horrible one. Like he did mm-hmm. have a couple games with like some you know multiple picks and he stuff. He started off but, rough. So anyway, I, was, I think okay. the pressure's going to be off of him. Also, like Justin Fields, who is probably the quarterback most like him, like, like similar to his style of play, you know, his big, like one of his main threats to the Heisman most likely isn't playing or won't play till later. Like, I just think it's the perfect storm for him to have Mm -hmm. a really big year. Um, even with Notre Dame joining the ACC, which FYI, I'm sorry, but like if they join it so that they can play and have a, like, a season and a schedule of like ACC teams, you got to stay in that because yes. that, that whole like felt cute being at ACC on our field might delete next year. No, get out. Either join a conference or don't, but you can't yes. just keep like jumping just, over the fence. Yes, like, they just come and go as they please. And it, it's, it's not fair. It isn't. And do you know who is most infuriated and offended by that? You? Rachel. No. <laughs> Rachel. Because <laughs> like, I am. I'll fight for the ACC. And her team is like, you know, they play the ACC schedule every single year. And it's like, okay, Notre right. Dame, you can have it both ways. Right. It's like when you don't want to play a conference championship and have an easier path to the playoffs, you don't. But then when you have, like, won't have a season, they just, like, let them in. Like, that's, that's bullcrap. Like, I'm sorry. I agree. I agree. So it sounds like. We will all be on Team Duke for Saturday's game against Notre Dame. Um, I wanted to go back to Amy's point about Trevor Lawrence. So it sounds like she does agree that he is the Heisman favorite. I think it's his to lose at this point. Okay. okay. I, I really I would, do. I would like, probably I think agree with that. I think yeah. it's lining up for him to have a big year with, like, like I said, not all like the Big Ten not playing and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll, we'll kind of see um, – what the first game holds for him. He's taking on Wake Forest. I feel like Wake Forest, though, is one of those teams that, like, it, it, they're not good, but they'll, they're always good for, like, one upset a year. So uh, we'll see what happens. But Clemson will take on Wake Forest um, this week as well. Um, 
the other one I kind of wanted to talk about here quickly. Um, well, Megan, we'll, we'll, we'll let you get in your West Kentucky versus Louisville. Are you going to go to any Louisville games, Megan? Um, I'm not planning to as of right now. Wrong answer. We're coming up in October. No, just kidding. Oh, I mean, yes, yes, we are. Definitely. Um, I'm not sure. I wonder what, what the ticket prices are doing just because of the limited capacity. Yeah. I bet. Like they're... my guess is that they're pretty cool. expensive, but yeah. I haven't looked into it. So. Well, we will all be team team Louisville on Saturday for them. Um, again, if you're you're following the path of ESPN, you can cheer on Iowa State. They're taking on Louisiana, um, and then some, this game I actually am like very intrigued to watch, even though I really don't care about either of these schools. Georgia Tech is taking on Florida State, and Megan, you made a note about poor Mike Norvell. This is the reason I want to watch. Yes, to see if the dumpster fire continues. <laughs> the dumpster fire, if it continues to burn or it has redeemed itself to recycling. Yeah, I mean, who knows? There's so much talent. Like, if they could get it all together, I think they could be a really good team. But, yeah, sounds like here's there's still the, a bit of a mess there. Here's the thing, though. Like, you have more leeway when you inherit a mess, though, than when you, like, mm-hmm. step into, like, big shoes to fill. Like, I, if I was stepping in, I, I'd rather inherit a mess that I had to clean up and like it become my team then mm-hmm. like take over somebody else's team that it was theirs and it was like everyone's expecting you to do the same thing like right away I don't know okay. I like Here's I would just like to build because he can build from the ground up like however he wants like if you take over a good that. team and you make changes like you know you're looked at like why are you trying to fix something that you and you can't really run it your way then I don't know right Right, but you have to be given time if that's what you're going to do. And I don't think Florida State's previous coaches have not been given that time. So I don't, I don't think Willie Tigert was a good fit. I don't think he's a good coach. But he got two years before they fired him. You know, yes. And but so, but at some point they're going to be paying him out for a while. So Mike Norvell yeah, gets to stay around. They're paying <laughs> so many people that aren't there still yep. that, like, at some point they just have to stick with what they have because they have. They can't keep having lemonade stands to pay these coaches. Right, so at right. some point, the money's going to run out and you have They're to true. stay. Yeah. Stick with them. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how, you know, they look because I do think that there is a lot of talent there. I think Mike Norvell is a good coach. Um, I mean, what he did at Memphis was pretty impressive. But what will it look like this fall? I don't know. So we'll have to see. Yeah. I do think, and this is another one of my bold predictions that um, – you heard it here first. Um, but I think that Iowa State is like a dark horse this year because if you look at last year and how they played, they won seven games. And if you look at their record, like seven and six, isn't that impressive with their bowl game ever? But like they were seven and five in the season. But four of those games, they lost by a t- like four, four, yeah, four of the games they lost by like a touchdown or less. They had that OU game where they lost by one point that like, complete cluster that happened at Iowa with the punt and stuff. Um, I really think that they could be a dark horse this year. And I think it's important for the big 12 that some other teams do show up because I think the big 12 is like slowly turning into like an ACC where like, Mm -hmm. you know how Clemson is like the main team. And like, Mm -hmm. I think like OU is starting to like kind of pull away like that. And I honestly think, just like how I don't think it's good for college football as a whole when you have the same winner every year, like year after year after year. And I think it's the same for conferences. Like, I don't think that's good for conferences. So, like, I think it would be good for the Big 12 as a whole if 
some of these like lesser teams could show up and I'm I'm a dark horse. I'm not saying they're going to win the conference or anything, but I think that they are going to to show up this year. So that's okay. My bold prediction on the Big 12. Anything else before I wrap up? That's what she said. Oh. Well, actually, I think he would wrap up, but okay. Well, she could be the one wrapping. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else anyone would like to add before I wrap up the no, segment? I'm, good. I'm, I'm ready for you to wrap it up. Yeah, no, I'm ready. Alrighty. Well, we're all super bummed that Big Ten is not happening, at least not yet. But again, don't forget to write uh, your politicians, your your commissioners, your chancellors. But otherwise, we'll look forward to watching this week's games, and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye! Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.